No Thanks Needed with Mike Van Acker. Hey, thanks for listening to No Thanks Needed. I'm Mike. This week, should my partner Drea and I go on the block, I'll preview a new TV show coming up called SAS Australia, and I'll tell you about some of the worst parenting advice I accidentally gave someone during the week. But first, No Thanks Needed News. Don't know if you heard this, but this week a woman won $20 million on Lotto and she said, oh, I've been playing for years, never occurred to me I might win and now that I have, I'll probably keep going to work. This money won't change me. And on behalf of all the people that didn't win, I'd just like to say, get your flabby ass down to the beach and sit on it, all right? Quit your shitty job, take your $20 million and have a fabulous life. It's what all of us would do if we were you and we hate that we're not. Everyone goes, oh, the money wouldn't change me. I'll be the first to admit, it would bloody change me. I'll be the guy with the cool car, the cool house, having a fabulous life. Not going to change me. Bullshit. Dickhead. No thanks needed. Sport. In the NRL, look at the Penrith Panthers go. Minor premiers with a game in hand. It's the first time they've been that way since they won the premiership of the whole thing in 2002-2003. Fun fact, it's the first time since 2012 that a team that isn't the Roosters or the Melbourne Storm won the minor premiership. Now that goes to show that the salary cap may not be working as it should or that the salary cap for the Roosters and the Storm is more of a sombrero than a cap. No thanks needed. TV. Channel 7 are at it again, this time with a new show called SAS Australia, where celebs are put through some of the same selection processes that real SAS recruits go through. They're promising psychological torture and pushing people to their limits, and that's just us at home watching it. I've seen the trailer, and like all good reality shows, the contestants arrive via a small inflatable boat. We see three or four guys all in black pushing a blindfolded contestant out of the dinghy and across a small remote island complete with a high suspension bridge and into a large igloo-shaped shed. There's lots of shouting of, get up, move, come on now, get in there. And then the voiceover starts. The guy doing the voiceover has an English accent. That's because the guys doing this show have been imported from the English version of this show, which would have been a disappointment to Steve Willis. Remember him? He was the commando from The Biggest Loser. He'd be at home going, oh, come on. This gig was perfect for me. I've got the gear, I've got the boots. I was married to Michelle Bridges, so I know all about endurance and psychological torture. This is bullshit. But the voiceover starts, and the guy says, I don't care how famous they are. And that's just as well, because some of them aren't that famous at all. So when the voiceover says, we're going to find out who they really are, I was thinking, who they really are? I'm not even sure who some of them actually are. But here we go, it's time to meet the contestants. They pull off the person's blindfold and bugger me, it's Chappelle bloody Corby. She knows all about being held captive on a tropical island, so this should be easy for her. Next up, Nick Cummins, the honey badger. The honey badger, the man who went on The Bachelor and didn't find anyone he thought was alright, even though he was surrounded by 25 hotties. I wasn't even sure what he was doing there, but then the voiceover said, there is no winner. There is no prize. And I thought, bingo, that's just the type of show he likes, apparently. Shana Jack's on the show. Shana Jack, swimmer, alleged drug cheat. She'll be handy, and I imagine she'll bond with Chappelle. I can picture her saying to Chappelle, it's all right for you. I don't even have a brother people can blame. Candace Warner's on the show. She'll be great. We know she operates very well and can find spaces. 
Roxy Jasenko, that's an interesting one. She's a PR person, but is mostly famous because someone was doing poo-poos outside her office in Sydney. That'll be handy if someone has an accident during one of the challenges, I suppose. My favourite, though, the most interesting one, Mitchell Johnson, retired cricketer. Now, I won't be surprised if the show ends with him in charge of the commandos. It won't be the first time the Poms have come over here with big ideas and been terrorised and taught a lesson by Mitchell Johnson. The voiceover finishes up and says, This is not a game. And I'm thinking, well, it kind of is, actually. Like, it's a TV show. And for proof, I refer you to the fact that although we see the contestants arrive at an island by boat, I found out the show is actually being filmed in the Blue Mountains. Nice one, Channel 7. You're listening to Mike Van Acker. No thanks needed. So Drea and I are talking about auditioning for the block. We've got to make a decision because the applications are due in. We've done a lot of renovating. We renovated our house down at Manly. We worked on Drea's house at Wellington Point. We're both working on the house here at Kalanga. That's right. We're renovating a house in Kalanga because we are incredibly optimistic people. The thing is, I just don't know if going on the block is for us because whenever I do anything around the house, it's always kind of not quite right. It's always just slightly off square or the painting's not great. And Drea's always happy with it because she's awesome like that. But I don't want to be the seasoned dickhead on the show, you know, the one that Scotty and Keith and four boy Dan all sit around laughing about. The other thing is that everyone likes Drea and I get cranky. So I could see me being the guy on the block that no one likes and even Drea making jokes about me behind my back. And sure, that's what I suspect she does now with our family and friends, but that's not on the telly. No thanks needed. So it's been a pretty big week at my house. My son Jake turned 17, which is crazy. It wasn't that long ago. He was running around the house in a Spider-Man costume. And I really mean that. He wore it till he was 15. Now, obviously, that's not true, but I've often wondered if Jake listens to his daddy's podcast, so I guess I'm about to find out. Apparently, his girlfriend listens. Hello, Scarlett. If you are, please don't mention the Spider-Man costume to Jake. Anyway, this parenting cape-up is pretty interesting, uh, as I guess a lot of you will know. Jake does Taekwondo, and a few weeks in a row now, he's been hit at training. Now, that doesn't usually happen because they're supposed to have better control than that, but I think maybe three times now, he's come home with bruises and one time a fat lip. Now, I'm a protective parent. I'm protective of all the things I love, but what am I supposed to do here? It's not like I can go down to training and kick some butt. The very nature of what they do there rules that out look at the damage they've done to my boy and that was an accident imagine how they could mess me up if they were actually trying so i guess instead i guess i'll just have to show up to their house and you know leave a bag of burning dog poo on their doorstep that's right i'm going old school (laughs) if i do anything at all because i'm not sure how to deal with this and that is parenting I was talking to a mate about it, he's younger than I am, and he was saying his girl thinks it's baby time and he just wants to play PlayStation. And it occurred to me that raising a baby and playing a good video game are pretty similar. Like you bring home a new game, you have no idea how to work it, same as a baby. There's lots of free advice online, but a lot of it's crap. Yep, same. In a video game, there are levels, then you move on to bigger and different challenges as you go along. Absolutely true for a baby. Toilet training, which seemed like incredibly hard work and seemed to take forever back in the day, was a breeze compared to teaching Jake to drive. Anyway, so this week, Jake moved up to level 17. The current mission is to complete year 11 and move on to year 12. The next ability upgrade is he'll have his driver's license soon. And the next stage of the game is uni after year 12. 
I told my mate all of that, and I said, see, dude, it's not that different being a parent, and he was quiet for a second, and then he said, mate, a decent game costs 80 bucks, and it's yours forever. With a kid, you can spend that much in in in-game purchases every day and still not be fully equipped. And then I realized what a crap analogy that whole thing had been the whole time, but I thought, oh, well, I had to go. The truth is, if we told young people about the worst bits about parenting, we as a species would never survive. Happy birthday, Jake. You're listening to Mike Van Acker. Beware of cheap imitations. All right, beautiful people. That's another episode of No Thanks Needed done and dusted. Hey, during the week, for the first time in a couple of months, I went and had a look at the reviews that people have left for this podcast, and I was blown away, humbled, and a little bit surprised at some of the beautiful things people have said. Thank you very much to the people that did that. Um, If you'd care to leave a review, especially if it's a nice one, I'd really appreciate that. Like, share, all of that stuff. It really does help me along my way. I'll chat to you next week. Bye. No Thanks Needed with Mike Van Acker. Produced by the Podcast Boss.